Good morning. I'll be reading this morning our scripture from the New King James Version of the Bible. If you'll be turning to Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 12. Colossians 1, verses 9 through 12. For this reason, we also, since, this, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may have a walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in knowledge of God strengthening with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the, in the light. It is a good day to be here. It's a good day to be with, with, with us as a family, worshiping God. We know that, and you'll hear in the announcements in just a little while, we know that there are several of our people who have gone to camp, and they're traveling right now to get there, and so we need to be remembering them in prayers. We're going to be working from Colossians chapter 1, so you had the reading there, so just, if you would, keep your Bibles open to Colossians chapter 1. We had a dog that I was fascinating, fascinated with not too long ago. Border collies fascinate me. Australian shepherds are kind of the same thing. But they fascinate me because they want to please their master so badly. And they will make eye contact with their masters nonstop. And what they're trying to do is figure out what their master wants them to do. And they just seem to want to please and want to do what their master wants them to do. So they watch, it seems like they're watching for hints, for clues, for little pieces of information that might let them know what the next task is that their owner wants them to do. At least it seems like that to me. Sometimes they get confused when they can't read what their owner wants them to do, and they start doing all kinds of things that they've been trained to do, but, but it's not what they're being asked to do. But I was thinking about Border Collies, and not that we're dogs or anything, but I was thinking about us and wanting to do God's will. And you, you heard it being read in Colossians chapter 1 that Paul is praying for the Christians to grow in knowing God's will. They'd be filled, filled with knowledge of his will. And you think about that. And we need to all be eager to do what our master, our father in heaven wants us to do. And that's going to take knowing what he wants from us. That's going to take us watching the word of God closely, trying to figure out what we need to do next. And Paul was praying on behalf of the Christians there in Colossae. 
He prays that God would fill those Christians, fill them up with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And then we're going to look at five ways, five ways that following God's will manifests itself. I'm going to call them the four gets and a give from Colossians chapter 1 verses 9 through 14. And they will be evident in the children of Christ, the children of God, as they try to learn God's will and follow God's will. Here are some things, four gets and a give, that we'll be able to see and experience when we try to follow God's will. When a person understands what God's will is, they are going to get going. And I say that because of chapter 1, verse 10, walking in a worthy manner so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, it says, fully pleasing to Him, to get going. Walking in a manner worthy. You know, that implies that something is going to be different than the way that we used to walk before we became Christians. There's a difference. And people should be able to see that difference in our lives. The changes have been made based on a new understanding of what God wants from us. We're going to walk differently. And you think about seeing a man or a person who's inebriated, who's drunk. And you can picture in your mind, because you've seen people like this, how they walk. They, don't, they can't walk straight. Their balance is off. They can't figure out where to go next. They're just wandering around aimlessly, trying to stay upright. But they might not be able to because they're not walking in a manner that is correct. But on the other hand, think about soldiers marching with a purpose, with a direction, with a reason. 2 Timothy 2.3 describes us as being soldiers of Christ. As soldiers of Christ march. And they do it with a purpose. And they do it with a reason. They do it with direction. First John 2.6 says, He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Those are our marching orders. You think about a soldier of Christ and the marching orders... How do we walk like Jesus walked? Where do we walk? Where Jesus walked? Why do we walk? Because Jesus walked on this earth out of love, out of compassion, out of caring for, for his children. And that's how we march as soldiers going into spiritual battle. Yes, but with the purpose, with the reason, with the direction. We have our marching orders and we are taught to walk correctly. We're taught to walk correctly. If you would turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. 
we're going to look at verses 15 and 17. So once you get to Ephesians chapter 5, go ahead and find these verses, 15 through 17. I can hear pages turning, and I'll wait until that subsides. 15. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Verse 17, therefore do not be foolish, but notice this, understand what the will of the Lord is. Do you understand what he wants from you? Do you understand your marching orders? Do you understand the direction that you need to be marching in? Do you understand the reason why you're marching as you go into battle? As Christian soldiers, do you understand what the will of God is? And when we find out what the will of God is, we would be wise people if we decide to follow that will of God by walking in a worthy manner. When a person understands what God's will is, they're going to get busy. Again, verse 10. Just Listen and look at verse 10. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Bearing fruit in every good work. In other words, getting busy and doing things as a Christian. What kind of person does things for other people? Someone who wants to do good work. What kind of person cares enough about other people to, to serve them Someone who wants to serve God by doing so. There are eyes of the servant that see things that other people might not be able to see. And I love watching these people function as Christians. We, we used to hear about, with law enforcement, APB, all points bulletin. What does that mean? That they're... That, that law enforcement entities are looking for somebody in particular. Maybe it's a criminal or maybe it's just a missing person, but they put, it up, put out an all-points bulletin. Well, now it's changed a little bit. Now you hear law enforcement putting out BOLO, B-O-L-O, or otherwise be on the lookout for whoever they're looking for, a criminal, someone who is missing, a person of interest, be on the lookout. Fruit bearers in the Lord's kingdom, they are always on the lookout. And they're looking for ways that they can do good things. They're on the lookout for ways to serve others. They are on the lookout for opportunities to reach out to the hurting, the ailing, the downtrodden, the mourning. And the bolo is out, and they see it. They, they serve meals. They volunteer to teach. They help around the grounds of the building. They financially help youth to go to things, to participate in some of the activities that are planned for the youth. Listen to Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ for good works. We are created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand. Created for good works. What is our purpose here? To do good things for other people. To do good things. How do you know what good things to do? 
Be on the lookout. How do you know where to serve? Be on the lookout. And you'll see them. And if you don't know how to find them, follow someone who does. And I love watching this congregation in action. I love watching you serve. And I love the attitude of you find out where you need to be serving, what you need to be doing, the people who you need to be helping, and you do it. And then we follow you because we love opportunities to do that. So we follow you, and, and it's a wonderful thing to watch. Well, how do we know? How do we know what kind of good things we need to be doing? Go ahead and look at Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. We're going to look at 37 through 40. And Jesus has just told a parable of the, of the talents. And then he's talking about people being separated. The righteous and the unrighteous. And in verse 37 he says, Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? When did we see you thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of my brothers, you did it to me. What do we need to be doing? Feeding people. What do we need to be doing? Clothing people, taking care of people, visiting people in prison and sick people. Welcoming strangers, giving drinks to people. Does that mean we just serve people physically? No, we can apply this in a spiritual manner as well. We need to be doing good things. We need to be getting busy. You know, when a person understands what God's will is, they're going to get smarter. Look at verse 10. Increasing in the knowledge of God, so as to walk in a manner fully pleasing Him, increasing in the knowledge of God. Terence Tao, he's an Australian mathematician. I was curious as to find out who... Who might be the person who I'm talking about? He, at a young age, scored one of the highest scores on the SAT. A young age, I mean nine years old. Terrence Tao. His IQ is above 230. And in 2018, he is listed as the most intelligent person in the world, Terrence Tao. But if you're intimidated by, by knowing God better, if you're intimidated by studying the word of God deeper, we need to understand that a Christian isn't rated by their IQ Christian is, is rated by only God and we're judged by his word and our love for his word, our desire to know more of him. You heard Jeremiah 9, chapter 9 this morning, but go ahead earlier this morning in class, but go ahead and turn to chapter 9 of Jeremiah. We're going to look at verses 23 and 24 and I hope that you listen closely. 
to 23 and 24 of Jeremiah. We want to make God happy. We learn his will. We want to make God happy. We know we get to know him better. Jeremiah 9. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Isn't that easy to do? If, if you believe that you're wise, you'll boast. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. You believe you're strong, you'll try to let people know. Let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let him who boasts boast in this, that he what? That if you're looking at the scripture, that he understands me and he knows me. How well do you know God? How much do you want to know God better? When you understand his will, you are going to be thirsting for more information about God. You're going to try to understand him better and to know him better. And know what? That I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. So we're going to get smarter when we follow the will of God. When we follow the will of God, we're going to get stronger. Look at verse 11 of Colossians 1. Be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. You want to get stronger physically? What do you have to do? Exercise. How often? You want to get stronger physically? You exercise on a regular basis. If you want to get stronger physically, you make a commitment. It's going to take time. It's going to take energy. It's going to take, take rep, repetition. It's going to take commitment. And in the same way, in the same way, we get stronger when we do the will of God, spiritually stronger. We can withstand more pressure in life when we're following the will of God. We can endure things. You notice that phrase, endure things, when we're following the word of God more readily than if we're not. We can stand firm where we are when we know the will of God and we're following it. 1 Peter 4.11, listen, whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. I don't know if you've ever taken on a task in the church as a Christian, and it's a huge task, and you're wondering, how am I going to do this? How am I going to approach this person and try to get past their past to the point where they're ready to receive the gospel. How is this going to happen? I know their past and I know what they've done and I know what they've been through and they're on it. But how are we going to get past that past? That's a huge task for different people in different situations. But if we know God's will, it's going to push us through. If we know God's will and we know him and we're doing God's will, we're going to be able to approach those tasks and things like that. With confidence, with strength, with endurance, and with excitement and zeal and commitment. And we will get stronger. Those are the four gifts. Get going, get busy, get stronger, and get smarter. Well, let's go to the, to the give. And that is to give thanks. Verse 12 giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in life. What are you thankful for? 
You're thankful for life, hopefully. Hopefully, you're thankful for the people in your life. Hopefully, you're thankful for the way of life that you have because of Christ. Hopefully, you're thankful for the things that come along with being Christians and the hope that comes along. But notice Colossians 1, 13 and 14. You're already in one. Now look at 13 and 14. Reasons to be thankful. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness. He has, in New American Standard, he has delivered, he has rescued us. He's rescued us. From what? From the domain of darkness, transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, or conveyed us to the kingdom, from the darkness to the kingdom. In other words, we were in a place where we need to be rescued spiritually, and he did it. Man, if that's not a reason to give thanks, he has moved us, conveyed us from darkness to light, from hopelessness to hopeful, from, from helpless to being helped. Oh, what, a, what a wonderful blessing to have. We have, in verse 14, we have redemption. In other words, we've been paid for. And then notice the forgiveness of sins. The forgiveness of sins. You know, uh, sometimes a person can tell where someone's been walking. You think about a child. And they walk into the kitchen and there's a trail. Because they've been in the mud. You know where they've been walking. But you know, sometimes people can tell where people have been walking spiritually. Where they're coming from and where they're going. You can tell sometimes. Sometimes a person can tell when someone has been doing good things. They don't do good things to be noticed. But you can tell sometimes. Sometimes people can tell when a person has been learning about God. You put God into your heart and knowledge of his word, and it's going to come out in your life. Sometimes a person can tell when someone has been getting spiritually stronger. You can lean on them, and they'll let you. They offer themselves up to be leaned upon. And sometimes a person can tell when someone is truly thankful for salvation. We're going to end now. And ask this question. Are you doing God's will? And a Christian can evaluate their lives and think about the way that they've been walking. And think about the things that they've been doing. And think about the things that they've been learning. And the, and the strength that they have been acquiring spiritually. You evaluate yourself. Where are you? Have you been following God's will? You know what it is, but have you been doing it? And if you're not in Christ and you understand that you're not in Christ, and you understand that you're not in Christ because you're an unforgiven sinner, and you understand, though, that you don't have to be because you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and you understand that those sins have separated you, but you're ready to turn away to repent from those and you're ready to confess Christ before men and put him on in baptism, forgive having your sins removed or washed away from Acts chapter 22, verse 16. You're ready to do that? I'll let us know. You know, 
we encounter people in our lives who want to know Jesus and they want to know God and they want to know God's word, but they don't know where to start. But we know Jesus and we know God and we know his word. And so if you're in that situation and you would like to study about God and Jesus and his word and learn God's will for your life, man, we would love to do that. We really would. It's an exciting thing to do. It's a wonderful thing to watch. And we would love to do that. So if that's your need, let us know about that. If there are any needs that can be met by coming forward and letting us know about those, let us know about those now as we stand and as we sing.